0: Hey there, and thanks for listening to our podcast. Our mission at Hope is to invite everyone to find Jesus and help them move toward the center of God's purpose for their life. Here's this weekend's message. Well, welcome, all of you, to this Easter service. Welcome to those of you online. You know, when Jesus um, talked to— it said about John, his disciple, that he was the most beloved. That's why I was named John. But this service, let me just tell you, this is the most beloved service because you let everybody else go first. The greatest shall be last. You guys look around, you're the greatest. You are the greatest. So glad you're with us today. Hey, uh, most of us, you know, would say we had some growing up in church for the most part. Uh, You may have... You may not have been, but most of us have in some way or another, maybe once a month, maybe once or twice a year, maybe almost every weekend. And in those churches that we attended, there perhaps were, in some of them, stained glass windows like you see up here on the stage. Maybe they're just colored or maybe they told a story. The history of stained glass started in Egypt and then became really, really Profound and popular in the Dark Ages, about 900 to 1,000 A.D., and this stained glass or just pieces of glass uh, colored with metallic salt, and they would put these little pieces of glass together in a frame of lead, and it would turn out to be something really, really beautiful. Much like this, I've been to Europe, seen many, many churches over there, beautiful, I mean gorgeous churches and most of them, the windows are somewhere in that building there are some stained glass that tell a story. and in those ages, the dark ages, most people did not read. and so when they would walk into church and they would see the story, it meant more to them actually, than the message. They didn't have Bibles in their homes. most of them didn't have anything to read. they couldn't read. But they would see the story of the Old Testament or story of the New Testament, or a combination, or the, 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 the stations of the cross or something. And it helped them understand the story of God. Now hold on to that. We're going to come back to the stained glass in just a minute. We've been in a series this month called You've Heard It Said. And we've talked about You've Heard It Said, You Must Be Born Again. You've Heard It Said, uh, Come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden. You've Heard It Said, The Rocks Will Cry Out. And today I want to visit one of the most famous sayings of Jesus, his most profound theological statement, I think, ever. And it happened to be when he was on the cross. John chapter 19, verse 28. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It is finished. That is a Greek phrase from the accounting world. And it actually means paid in full. So theologically speaking, when Jesus on the cross said it is finished, he's not just talking about his life. He's talking about his mission. And his mission was to pay for the sins of the world the sins that started in the garden, the sins that you and I commit today and those that will come after us. He says, I'm going to take upon myself the sin of the world because a penalty must be paid for sin. God is holy. There is no sliding by, right? There, there is no, hey, I'll take it easy on you, but be, you, you do better next time. It's, there's a penalty to be paid because of his holiness. Last week, Um, I was in a rental car my truck was in the shop and you know how rental cars go faster than your normal car I was in Prosper going down Prosper Trail going east and a white SUV with lights on top was going west and as soon as I passed him lights went on and I outran him no I'm kidding I did not I immediately pulled over And I was like, oh, maybe he'll know me. Mm. Pastor John. Uh. And so I got my license out, and he came up and said, Can I have your license? and so forth. And I gave him my license, and two things can happen at that moment A, he he says, Hey, Pastor John, I'm going to give you a warning. Or B, sir, I'm going to give you a ticket. Guess what he did? I've been praying for him for a week. <laughs> he wrote me a ticket. Now there are three ways to handle this ticket. I've done the research. A, you can pay for it and let, let it go on your record just get the, that's the quickest way, I think. You can ask for probation if you don't have a CDL or you can ask for Uh, defensive driving if you don't have a CDL. But either way, either option, you are going to pay for that ticket. Once that ticket is written and it goes into the computer, there is no calling my friend, the chief of police, (laughs) or the fire chief, whoever I could call to, to call in a favor. Once it goes in, penalty, there is payment due. So I'm going to choose for probation. Hopefully they'll give it to me, but I'm going to have to pay for that ticket. And that, theologically, is what Jesus did on the cross, is he paid in full yours and my violations once and for all. That's the good news of the gospel, but it doesn't end there. The rest of the story, in Matthew chapter 28, let's go to verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women Don't be afraid, he said. I know you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened but also filled with great joy and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them, and they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. The resurrection. The cross. The resurrection. Death. Life. Broken, whole. And that's what Jesus does. He takes our lives, and many of us, our lives, in fact, all of us, our lives are filled with all kinds of pieces broken by the sin in our lives. Whether we committed the sin or somebody committed the sin on us, we have all kinds of hurt, disappointment, disillusionment, despair, depression, sin, sin guilt, condemnation, all of it. And we can either try to put some of the pieces together and work our lives the way we want, or we can allow Jesus, the only one who can, pay for that sin and create something beautiful out of our lives. It's our choice. And I would imagine Some of you may not be believers here. You you may not buy into this whole story. You've heard it all your life. You're just here because somebody made you come, maybe asked you to come. and, and, And I want to talk to you in just a minute. But most of us here are believers. Most of you did not need reminding that Jesus rose from the dead. You knew that six months ago when we celebrated Christmas or three months ago, whatever it was you didn't need a reminder. You knew that Jesus rose from the dead. So I want to challenge you today with not just a reminder that, hey, he's risen. We rejoice and we do. Yes. But I want to challenge you today that just like those stained glass windows in the cathedrals of Europe and our old cities here in America, or maybe even new, that our lives as believers are telling a story to this world. There are many illiterate, biblically illiterate people who walk around looking for the story of God in our lives, and we have the opportunity to tell and bring a story of hope, of love, of faith, of grace, of mercy. This Easter, I don't want you to think about stained glass the same way. I want you to understand that that the pieces of our lives that the, the Lord has, has put back together, we're not perfect. No stained glass is. It's, they're just pieces put together to make a beautiful story so that a world who needs Jesus more than ever can see it lived through our lives. And that's my challenge to you today. So I have two questions. Two questions. One, is it really finished for you? Maybe you're here today, and you're still, if you were honest, you're still trying to put your pieces of of the pieces of your life together somehow, some way. We do that in so many ways. We live our lives for ourselves, selfishly, aimlessly hurt, but we endeavor to shape and mold our lives and see what we can make out of the brokenness. And if that's you today, I want to invite you to allow the it is finished that Jesus said on the cross to be applied to your life, that it is finished, all the broken pieces of our lives can be put back together whole spiritually speaking. It doesn't mean relationally that we don't have any problems. It doesn't mean that we don't have a past. It doesn't mean that we're perfect. But what it does mean is when God, listen, when God sees you, he doesn't see condemnation. He doesn't see guilt. He sees Jesus. It is finished. And that's the good news of the gospel. My second question is for those of us who are believers. What kind of story are you telling? Is it a story of greed, lust, compromise, complacency, laziness, or is it a story of faith, hope, grace, mercy? Guys, do you understand that of, 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 in my lifetime, of all the years that I've been alive, there has never been more, a more important time for the church to not just be religious, but for the church to actually live the resurrection life of Jesus so that where there is division, we bring unity. Where there is discord, we bring peace. Where there is hate, we bring love. Where there's judgment, we bring grace. Guys, let us tell the story through our lives like those church windows told back many years ago. To those who couldn't read. We're going to sing a song. Awesome song, by the way. It's called It Is Finished. And as we sing this song, I don't believe you're here by accident. Whether you're a believer or whether you're not. Whether you come to Hope Fellowship on a regular basis or you don't. I don't believe you're here by accident. The Lord wanted to say to you today something. He wanted to either invite you to let him finish what only he can finish, put back the broken pieces of your lives, or he wanted to challenge you to live a better story. Not a story that you need some spiritual Windex all the time to clean, but a story that obviously is not perfect, but tells this world, your school, your neighborhood, your work, that there's something worth living for. So as we sing, I I want you to commit in your heart. If you've never surrendered, never bowed your knee, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, I want to invite you to let him finish what only Jesus can finish in your life. And if you're a believer, I want to invite you to think about the story that you're living in this world. And to commit in your heart to live a better story. God, you are so real and the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in our hearts and we have, we have a story to tell. We have, a, we have a purpose. and it's not just to live our lives for ourselves. we live. Take up our cross to follow you. So Lord, I pray that during this song, as believers, we commit our hearts once again to total commitment to you and to living a story that the people in this world can see through us. And for those of us that are still putting the pieces of our lives back together ourselves, may we surrender to you and let you finish the work. It is finished. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Hope's Weekend Message. Visit hopefellowship.net and further connect with us by downloading the Hope app from the App Store or Google Play. Have a great day.